0: Is it me you're looking for? Well, you're not looking for me, but you're certainly looking for incredible talent. That's why you come to the show. And we have something really special for you guys. Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. How's everybody doing? End of summer. School has started. Wow. what What a summer. It was a good summer. Intense. Feels like the first appropriate summer we've had in a while. So glad we made it. And today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, an incredible rising star. I mean, L.A.-based singer-songwriter Teddy Grossman. He will be headed out on tour this fall, supporting our friends of the show, The Warren Treaty and Ryan McMullen. And, uh, you know, he just released this album on a critically acclaimed debut called Soon Come, which has been phenomenal. It's taken him to support the legendary Mavis Staples in London's Union Chapel. He he had a sold-out release show at Gold Diggers back in April. And he has a great story. I mean, although a lifelong music lover and maker, he didn't pursue a career in music until later in life. He had a corporate career, you know, traveling salesman kind of thing. But uh, he had a breakthrough. He followed his passion, and it's paying off in spades. He already has garnered 1.5 million streams. He's been featured on crazy playlists in Spotify and Apple Music. Um, You know, like Acoustic Chill, Long Walk, Retro Soul, and Morning Commute. And uh, you know he's got some great stories. He he uh, he became really good friends with the late Bill Withers. He has a song about it called "Crowned." He talks to uh, talk to it about us uh, with the ep- in the episode. And uh, yeah, he's going on tour. He's going to be all over the place. He starts nineteenth of September in Palm Springs, California. He comes here to Nashville on um, when is that October ninth, and then he finishes up in Vancouver in October. So. Check him out because he is quite a talent, guys. People are raving. The press loves him. Everybody loves him. Buzz bands, Americana highways, and everybody does. So we welcome Teddy to the show, and we welcome you to the show, guys. Thank you for joining. Are you in our newsletter yet? Once a week, Fridays, great stuff. jrodconcertsmedia.com So here's Teddy Grossman on Jerry Concerts, the podcast. There you are. Hey, Teddy Grossman, look at you.
1: What's up, man? How are you?
0: Good to see you. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm, I'm trying to, do I sound okay? I have you this, ta- mm-hmm. I got you, this cool Apogee little microphone right. that I'm using. That's like a very slick, just plug and play thing. But okay. So you can hear me well?
0: So far, so good. Awesome. Apogee is working five stars th- thus far.
1: Truly very, very easy uh,
0: user experience. I love it. Look at that compound. Where are you coming to us from, Teddy, from L.A.? I'm coming
1: from Los Angeles. Uh, actually, at my girlfriend's apartment on the west side.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. She's got so, great style, you know, yeah. goes to fashion, all that good stuff, man.
1: Got the got the philodendron or whatever it's called. It's
0: pretty. Yeah. Good. We got take a nice it.
1: overcast, kind of rainy, kind of not day, which is like the best.
0: Right. Yeah, right. You know what? We'll take it because here in Nashville, it's been not so fun to put it. Lovely. Oh, really? Winter, Winter <laughs> yeah. stuff? Yep. Yep
1: and where are you from I just saw for a second so you're Miami Nashville back and
0: forth uh, well I'm mean, in Nashville now but I came okay. from Miami yeah oh cool awesome. yeah but but Teddy I mean look good to see you your full debut album soon come yes and awesome album Teddy I mean first wow, single giving up you. first single giving up and it's just a small sample of the great work you know and just an amazing job so congratulations there
1: wow thank you so much I really appreciate
0: that absolutely and here's like a little sample of like what my audience can expect but it's just like great stuff man so soon, tired of all these games we play. I mean, these vocals, man. <laughs> oh. And I'm running out of
2: my desire to keep-
0: So, yeah, man. I mean, audience, everyone needs to completely put it. We'll put it on the link because it's just fascinating stuff, man.
1: Much obliged, man.
0: Absolutely absolutely so you know you have such a great story teddy and but, but let me start with this you know when an album is ready to go like this mm-hmm. one has been ready to go for months now mm-hmm. you're just waiting to release it at this point basically yeah do you even listen to it at that at this point or is it in a way like you don't even want to touch it because then it'll get in your head like what you would have liked to do differently
1: yeah i mean it depends on the day you talk to me throughout <laughs> the process honestly um but as i'm sure you hear a lot there's kind of the making of the stuff and then once you're finished mixing, which for me was the beginning of uh, 2020, pretty much like the first half of the year, sure. you listen to the song so many times that by the end, you're just like, okay, please give my ears a break. Just let me get away from right. the music. Um, but, and then you can come back to them kind of fresh in a few months. And like, I mean, I haven't really listened to a lot of these songs in a long time. So sure. as we're, you know, getting ready to release and do the necessary things for that, I have kind of, listen back to them. And I still love them. I mean, I think it's a great sign. Like you can, when you're making this stuff, mixing, you can literally listen to songs dozens, hundreds of times. And I'd like to think maybe it's a good sign that once I give them a necessary break, I can come back to them and still, you know,
0: really, feel pretty jazzed
1: up and stuff. So, yeah, but, but by and large, I I think it's a, a nice distance helps
0: definitely definitely well look as someone who's obviously like not so close to the trees as you are trust me it's a fascinating thing it's <laughs> cool, it came out cool. right on right on and and it sounds like almost like you're in peak career form and it's your first full-length album which is crazy mm. teddy i mean because you decided to pursue music full-time like you know kind of it took you a minute yes wasn't it almost a blessing teddy a blessing in disguise that it happened the, the way things developed the way they did because all, all 12 songs here, there's no filler. They, they're mm. all like, be- it's, it's like you were waiting your whole life to like just build this great collection.
1: Oh, well, I mean, it really feels that way. Uh, I, uh, there are certainly, you know, times over however long where, you know, I was pining to, I, I felt like my sort of life wasn't necessarily aligned with really yeah. what I wanted to do in my heart. Um, but as I can sit here today, I, I couldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have done it any other way. Uh, yeah. It's not as if it's kind of my first foreign music to begin with. I mean, all through throughout college and and sort of a decade after college, pretty much I was, I had full-time commitments and was sort of doing the weekend warrior thing. I had another band. so I'd, I'd gone through the process of writing and developing and touring and putting out records, but it was always like this kind of this solo project, which was going right. to be sort of fully my own artistic statement. Um, that was always kind of in the, you know, down down like another bend or two and yeah I, I don't think I could have written and created the thing that I did until now at this point in my life with the sort of learned experiences I've had um yeah so yeah I'm I, I couldn't be more excited to now share that with
0: right on right on and, and and just to like put some color here for my audience I mean Teddy basically had a career and, and a good one at that you know you got a corporate career 9 to five in tech mm-hmm. you know but 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 Teddy what was like the moment? because like you said this was hovering over you for years Mm -hmm. what was the moment what was the breakthrough point where you said not another day Mm -hmm. not another moment like Mm -hmm. it's time to go let's Mm -hmm. let's fucking go
1: yeah I mean as I'm sure a lot of people know there's been all these different kind of books and uh creative practices and and kind of my whole story is 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 the person living their shadow career and opining and like hoping one day to kind of I mean, I literally probably journaled like every day for five or six years plotting this eventual move. So it's not as if there was like this, Mm -hmm. having said that, I do have this one night and it honestly sounds fake. It's, it's I kind of pinch myself even as I'll tell it to you, but basically I was living in Chicago for five years, hustling with a band, working full-time at one job, Um, ended up Take, having another job at like an early stage startup. So just like flying all over the country, conferences, just hustling really hard, sort of beyond nine to five, like wake up till you go to bed kind of stuff sometimes. And uh, at this point in time, I was living in New York. right? And it was like the farthest away from music that I had ever been. Um, in Chicago, I was still playing in a band and kind of doing the weekend warrior thing. When I came to New York, it was pretty much just like living in New York in your twenties, partying a lot, traveling, working really hard. And there wasn't a lot of space really for my music outside of kind of my little morning rituals where I would wake up and free write yeah. and yeah. try to stay connected creatively. And, and, you know, not surprisingly, it was also some of my most kind of like depressed um, and that, that sort of little pit in your stomach that kind of slowly grows when you just feel sure. like you're living a like life that not meant to live. Yeah, totally. And um, it all kind of changed. I, I got out of a relationship and then for, for a couple months, one winter, when I was living in New York, I started coming out to LA. I have a lot of friends out here that are you know, full-time music. And it's just such an incredible, thriving community here. And um, I think it was the first or se- Yeah, the second yeah, is actually the second time I did that while I was living in New York was this night that uh, I took part in a tribute show, where we were at um, this small little club in LA. Um, called the Peppermint Club. I cool. mean, this is like a pretty intimate, maybe 200 cap room. And uh, it was a it was a tribute concert to Bill Withers live at Carnegie Hall. Mm. Um, and I was already like really getting ready to kind of, you know, figure out like how I was gonna make this transition, do music full time, do I go to LA? I don't know. And then we had this night and it was just a bunch of great singers. And my friend, Josh Tuttlebaum, who's a longtime collaborator who kind of organized the whole thing with his group family company. And long story short, 10 minutes before we go on, we find out that Bill Withers showed up and is in the room. And this is a guy who has been out of the limelight for like decades, 30, 30 years since, you know, all of his incredible output. He doesn't, he's not, he's ne- he's never in any award shows. Like he, people don't see him. And he showed up to this little gig to see all of us pay tribute to him. He gets up on stage after the show gives a five minute off the cuff speech where at one point he's talking about how, uh, you know, he, he got his start really late and didn't play the troubadour until age 33. And, and it, I just woke up the next day and it was like, if this is not a sign that you need to actually do right. this right. be here, then I don't know what else, you know, you need to see. So that was kind of the night where I knew I mo- was going to move to LA. I woke up the next morning and uh, two months after I got back to New York, I packed up and moved here. Yeah. So, which would yeah. have been four years ago, this May, That's fantastic. This kind of May. That's we, fantastic. Yeah. And then within a year or two, it was like, moved to LA, begin making this album, eventually leave my job. And, yeah. And here we are.
0: <laughs> and look at you. You're radiating. I love that. Yeah, man. You know, and we'll get back to Bill Withers in a minute, but that's, uh-huh. that just gives me like the shivers there for a second. That was awesome. Yeah. Was incredible what a, experience. What a great moment. I mean, he never comes out and that night, beautiful. Yes. And beautiful. you have to
1: share time with him. And I'll tell you later, I mean, I, me and my friend Josh, uh, the, the guy who sort of put that together, ended up spending time with Bill at his house a couple times after that. Um, and the most recent was only a month and a half before he passed away. We were at his Unbelievable. house. He was remixing songs. It was just like beyond, beyond blessed to be able to experience that.
0: I mean, that's crazy. And one of the songs in the album is about this. It's about your relationship yeah. with Bill Withers, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The song Crowned. Crowned, crowned. Unbelievable. So, so, so what lessons like did you like did you just observe with Bill Withers hanging out or just chatting with him?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it was so surreal, as you can imagine. I mean, he was a guy who was in his early 80s. I think, you know, struggling with mental health, which he did all his life. And uh, part of that was actually kind of the, the difficulty of seeing sort of, you know, a, a guy now, granted, he has a loving family he's with his wife, who was the sweetest person. But you know, he's spending a lot of time by himself in a room reading the Bible. And mm. we were having these I mean, the first time we hung out with him was eight hours, and he, wow. he was just telling us all these stories about Aretha, about Bill Russell, the basketball player, and sat there and showed me how to play Ain't No Sunshine on guitar. I mean, some of the most <laughs> little things you cannot even imagine. Wow, wow. Um, and I mean, I remember one thing he was, <laughs> he told me not to sing like no bitch.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I listened there's a lot of wisdom there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he said, he's like, you got to do what I did. Get a stool, sit down in that chair, get a guitar and just play and sing the damn song. I remember that was another thing he told me, but um, it was, it was just one of the most unforgettable experiences.
0: Isn't it amazing, Teddy, how like the musical legends, the icons, the hall of famers are some of the most giving people as well. Yes, sometimes yes, yeah. like, you yeah, know, we yeah. had a chance to, to to chat with Mary Wilson of the Supremes. We were the last conversation yes. before she passed. Oh my God. Same gosh. thing. You know, we were the last interview before she died, and same thing. You know what I mean? It's just the most loving, beautiful souls. Yeah, man, it's it's unbelievable.
1: Great yeah. story. Wow. That's that's pretty incredible, too, man.
0: No, oh, I it's love that. that I, you have that to share. Yeah, absolutely, Teddy. So, okay, so you know talking about your songs the bill withers one is great but there's there's so many i mean i could talk about all them. let me ask about what i owe sure because it's a great track and it was featured in a documentary that i think it's on um it's it's on amazon prime right now if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. it's it's called maybe next year about yes. the philadelphia eagles championship <laughs> run that year that's right go birds um, we just by had the way, a pretty sorry tough about loss the loss yesterday. yeah <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> we were playing with house money the fact that we were in the playoffs was already uh a...
0: you know what i i, I talked myself okay. into the birds I, I hate to say it I tucked myself into it and I Why felt like it's an idiot.
1: Yeah, no, so did I, but at least the Cowboys <laughs> lost. So it's okay. Onward, in, you know, in a
0: brutal, you know, it's such a brutal fashion, but yeah. Oh my God, Teddy. But let me ask you about that because yes. you are a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. And your, mm-hmm. your, your song is such an important part of this film that is available to millions. How did that come about?
1: It was, it was such another kind of crazy universal synchronicity kind of moment. Um, One of my, one of my closest friends is a, brilliant film composer, and um, heard that this documentary was getting made and actually reached out to them on his own accord, just sharing kind of his whole sort of ethos and, and ended up working on the project. And uh, this would have been a few years ago. I'm still kind of making the album. And we hadn't seen each other in a while. And I remember we were driving up the PCH and just playing some of the new mixes of, of what I had so far. And he just... Really loved that song. Pitched it to the producers. They also just really, really loved it. And and it's kind of the final scene of the film going into the credits. It's
0: unbelievable. Which was it's unbelievable. Which was when really the is cool. going nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Super emotional. Loved that.
1: Yeah, and the song itself. I think. I mean, I, I, that that song kind of was written in a flash. Um, like we uh, we were working on the album, and as you can imagine, for nearly a decade, I was. I've been sort of trying to angle it exactly how I was going to kind of make this sort of project or or this work. Some of the songs hadn't even existed yet, but in my heart and gut, I like knew, you know, I hadn't yet put something out that I was like, this is the full expression of me right now. Um, And when I actually started working on the record with uh, another incredibly talented friend and producer and artist, Ryan Pauley, who produced the entire album, uh, it was without, you know, sounding too, Cliche. It was just like the happiest I'd ever been. It was like finally in my gut I was reminded of what sort of lights me up the most and kind of in that just euphoric state we were, you know, working late hours, you know, and and working on the record and, uh, and that kind of that song came out of me in that process and it was like coming from a place of just like tremendous gratitude and joy for like, having gotten to this point to be working on this record. but also feeling like uh, I've still got a lot more songs to chase down.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Well, Teddy, you've said it all, man. What a great artist. (laughs) Take us away with a song. Yeah, sure.
1: I'll I'll play what I owe. Um, Lovely. You can hear all that good? I can hear all that good. Thank you. Great. Here we go.
2: smile so My place in life life. to make it shine like gold. But still I pay down what I owe. I suppose. Oh, but how I wish I spent more time in the deep end, fishing, swimming pool. Pain
0: now what I own. Mm. Teddy Grossman the day is downhill from here my friend that was you absolutely you so much, outstanding sir. thank you so much for your time we look forward to catching you on the road sometime this year
1: likewise. Take care. Take care, brother. Peace. You've been
2: listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.